Hello, and welcome to Why Sports, a podcast designed to highlight the value of athletics as a foundation for any career path. Through interviews with professionals across industries, we discuss the impact of being part of a team, competition, learning to fail, and how those lessons transcend athletics into the workplace. Join us as we explore the importance of sports as professional development while our guests share what they have learned throughout their career. I'm your host, Justin Klein. Welcome to Why Sports. We are joined this week by Nick Gonzalez, Doctor of Physical Therapy and Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. Nick, thanks for being here today. I appreciate having you. All right, thanks for having me, Justin. Let's talk about the ways in which your background with athletics has impacted your journey as a professional. And to start, just open-ended, what are the things that you see even to this day, as you go to work, as you go about your business, and you can reflect on ways in which athletics has shaped the journey that you've taken? I think it's played an immense uh, role in my life as a professional. I often get the feedback from teachers, professors, currently my employer, that good work ethic, uh, sense of team, or, or being a part of a team, and uh, building camaraderie, I think that's huge. And that's definitely something that I've learned from putting in the hard hours with my teammates throughout the years. Uh, I think that more than anything, it's just knowing that the job isn't done when you clock out. I think that's a huge element of my experience playing baseball. Practice is over doesn't mean you go home and it's done. You stay after, you take those extra reps. It's not done until you feel good about it. If you don't feel good about it, you still have to push through and obviously within reason, but I think that's one of the, the biggest things that I took from sports and then getting through grad school, which was an absolute grind, but getting through that, I think that a big part of that is based on my background in athletics. You mentioned baseball. Was that the only sport you played growing up or did you have more of a diverse athletic background? So my, when I was pretty young before middle school I played just about every sport I really loved soccer I played a little bit of games like tennis and basketball but baseball was my year-round sport and so many kids uh, do these days I from as soon as I joined a a year-round team travel ball team I played baseball pretty much nonstop. I was just talking reminiscing today with one of my friends and telling him how at one point I was playing on three different baseball teams in like eighth or ninth grade. What was I really getting out of that? Was that, did that actually help my development? Now looking back on it, I'm pretty skeptical. Uh, But at the time, that's just what seemed to make sense to me. And no one told me not to. You're in an interesting position that allows you to work not just with people in the day-to-day workforce, but athletes who are recovering from injury or other maladies that they're facing. And would you say, since you mentioned that you're a little bit skeptical now, that the movement towards sports specialization has had an impact in that area? I think that's without question. Taking, for example, a sport like baseball, where it's such a repetitive motion, it puts enormous amount of stress at at very specific joints of the body, such as the elbow and shoulder. I think that it's it would be ridiculous to say that the 
increase in that specialization hasn't led to more injuries. Now, you mentioned that you played baseball year-round, you played soccer, you played basketball, you played tennis, you played some of these other sports, which we'll call your secondary um, passions, so to speak. And we'll come back to baseball later, but if you could boil down for us what lessons you took from your secondary sports that lasted with you into baseball and into your career that even though they were I don't want to call them a distraction, but probably more of a, an exercise in entertainment than pursuit of passion, so to speak. How did that change your takeaways from those options? I think that the thing that I got most out of my secondary sports was the social aspect at that age. I, I had a group of friends that I played soccer with. I had a group of friends that we all you know, decided to play tennis one year. And I think that was really important for me because by the time I started playing travel baseball was, I was starting to take it more and more seriously. And you can't be that age taking one sport so seriously all the time. There has to be some reprieve from that. So like playing basketball, playing soccer, those were fun times for me. Like I still look back on those times and, and think about the good moments shared with friends and less so that, I can't tell you my stats in middle school basketball, but I can tell you that I had a great time with one of my lifelong friends. Would you say that your experience in those sports was different in regards to the fulfillment you felt than your experience with baseball? I would say so. I would say that my fulfillment with baseball, yeah, I would say that my drive and my will to win was very dominant in baseball. I think that if I didn't have, I think I measured my successes and failures much more based in a results-based uh, manner than say in those other sports where I was there to get something out of it, like I said, socially. But I think that I was also really what I got out of that is more the exposure to something new, challenging myself in that sense as well. Because I grew up, there's pictures of me holding a bat when I'm just a few months old, like hitting wiffle balls. It was just always baseball. So for those secondary sports, I think that I got to challenge myself with something new. And like I said, keep it fresh. And now as a physical therapist, can you talk about how you ended up choosing that as a career? What was your path to landing in this profession? How did sports impact that? What do you see on a day-to-day -day basis that you've been able to use and utilize as you show up in this line of work? The reason I'm a PT is because I got injured playing baseball. I was on the treatment table is, is pretty often uh, the case in people uh, that, that have been exposed to a PT. I was seventh grade. I was making a, a big relay cut, a big throw home, and I just felt, felt terrible in my shoulder. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what happened. A few weeks later, I'm on the PT table getting worked on and I was too young at that age to really conceptualize that as a you know future career path mm -hmm. fast forward after my first year of college elbow starts bugging me I go to PT my PT was awesome and I saw that the seeds there I was like looking around the clinic one day see like he's got a family he's working with me which I think is it's cool we're doing stuff that's fun Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is pretty cool. What's in this? So then that kind of led me to checking out if I wanted to go 
and do PT, what do I have to do as a student? And I looked at the classes I was going to need to take. Hey, I like biology. Hey, I kind of like kinesiology, how the body works and how it moves, anatomy. So I took those classes. And once I had learned all the didactic knowledge of preparing myself, and you have to, in order to get into schools, you have to volunteer and get hours. So I spent time in the clinic just as a volunteer, not doing any work, but just soaking it all in. And I saw the therapist that I was shadowing just one person after another, just having full-blown these conversations. And it's very, people are vulnerable, they're in a vulnerable state and you're there and you're reassuring them. And it's, it's super powerful. Where would you say the athletic background comes into this? As you're stepping into this career, you're seeing these things and the lessons that you've learned, where do they show up? So for me specifically, I love working with athletes, as you might imagine. So if I have a, let's say they're a younger person trying to return to that activity, or they're an older person who no longer does that, but that's something that we can make as a tangible goal for them to do. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll give an example of, I was working with an uh, MPC uh, basketball player, and we were working on returning him to sport. And that really gets me, that really gets me going. That gets me really excited. And we were doing sports specific things. We're practicing uh, dribbling while he's balancing on the like single leg, doing all of those things. And so my background in athletics, I am able to make that connection between what's happening with the body and what do we need for you specifically in your sport, your position, uh, your body type, like how can we tailor made our rehab, which oftentimes can be boiled down to a series of movements or exercises. How can I make that specific for you? And then we have maybe our older population who, yeah, maybe they're not able to do that thing that they wanted to anymore. But if you have them do balance exercises while you're tossing a basketball to them, all of a sudden they leave there that day reminiscing on the good times when they used to play ball. Just tying those things together. So when you were playing baseball, you played it obviously in high school, you played collegiately both at West Hills and at Pikeville in Kentucky, and then you coached a little bit. Are there lessons that are specific that you're reminded of that you try to bring into your day-to-day that you could offer that is illustrative of the things that you take with you, the things you carry on into your work life? All right. My girlfriend often mentions that I tell this story too often. I'm going to bring it back to my years at my four-year at University of Pikeville. Before our senior season the worst possible thing could happen. We got snowed so much. Mm -hmm. We got so much snow and we had to, we had a a series. I don't remember the the day, but we had a week to get our field prepped for that series. There's snow like inches, like a foot of snow on our field. Mm -hmm. So we shoveled snow three straight days Mm -hmm. and I'm a California boy. I don't know how to deal with that, but I just remember shoveling snow all day and night next to my teammates. And that's just to play the game, mm-hmm. let alone who knows if we're going to win or lose, mm-hmm. just the, to have the opportunity to play. I, I think about that stuff all the time. Not that I'm not saying that's the hardest job in the world or that reshaped my view on life. Sometimes I think about, I get to go to, to work, sit, a chair I get to go to a a beautiful office and that's 
then I get to help people. I don't even have to worry about shoveling snow off a field anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I think about that and I think about how I know that I can. I know that I would do that mm-hmm. just to play the game. What about mantras that you find yourself coming back to on a day-to-day basis, especially in the time of COVID? And one of the things that I was reminded of in my conversation with a former player that I coached in 2008 that is now a lawyer and said that they have something I used to say a long time ago, control the controllables right above their computer, which they go back to. Do you have any of those that have carried you? Absolutely, yeah. The two that I can think of right off the top of my head, I always, and I tell my patients this all the time, is the only two things you can control is your attitude and your effort. So it's so easy to get caught up in all the external things, right? This is happening or that's happening. Ultimately, you can't control those things, Mm -hmm. but you can control how your attitude, how you perceive them. You can, you know, take any situation and you can spin it to make it slightly more positive. And you can also then take your effort and you can ramp that up too. And the second one is anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. Mm -hmm. I think that I come back to that one a lot when I think about just having having a hard day, thinking about, I'd rather be home right now. You put in all this time and effort into getting this degree, like you worked your butt off to get here, all the steps you had to take along the line, mm-hmm. stay in there. So how are the sports lessons? How are those things that have set with you? Is one of your, did one of your coaches share that and you just kept that in the back of your mind throughout your journey? Yeah, that, I would say the second one is just uh, one that I picked up myself. But the first one, the attitude and effort, was something that my junior college coach at West Hills, Mike Curran, would constantly harp on and he was a big influence on I think my uh, the way I approach the mental game you mentioned that snow shoveling story and I would imagine that the thing you remember most is being with your teammates and being out there working towards a common goal and earlier you talked about work ethic team camaraderie being the foundation of things you take out of athletics how do those show up in the workplace actually quite a bit being a good teammate is often I would say put to the put to the test when you're in a situation my boss mentions this all the time we're a service industry our ability to develop to develop programs and to I see a patient and I give them all the best exercises or I give them a great manual therapy when I'm putting my hands on ultimately that doesn't mean as much as developing a good uh, relationship with people. I think that my ability to communicate is and, and effectively get my point across in a concise manner like that. That's on the field, man. You don't have time to mince your words. Like you have to get things done quickly and know that when I'm working with patients, I have X amount of time. I have to be thinking ahead. Like it's one of the, the key things that we would talk about especially at my junior college with, with Coach Curran, mm-hmm. is you, you have to be thinking ahead. You have to know what's going to happen or how you're going to anticipate each play before it happens. And I, I feel like that in, my, in the workplace, knowing what I'm, how I'm going to do things ahead of time, putting that forethought in, mm-hmm. is huge. And I would imagine sequencing, especially in your career, the, the program that you're writing, either for strength or balance or – rehab 
is also probably something that you were exposed to in both being an athlete and a coach. How do you practice plan for the month, the, the week, the day, the, the game coming up? Other things that I think come out of our athletic endeavors are failure. And as you mentioned, you don't have time to think through some of these things. You just got to react and you got to plan. And sports gives you the opportunity to fail and you have to bounce back right away. How has that experience prepared you for any disappointments you may have faced along the way as a professional? That's huge. That is absolutely huge. A big component of any college education or grad school is test taking. Hmm. And I've, as I got more and more comfortable, I learned that test taking really is just like getting prepared for game day, understanding what you need, what your body needs to be prepared, whether that means you're going back over your notes or creating study guides is no different than knowing that I'm taking one bucket of tea. I'm hitting off the tea before the game, before our on the field BP, knowing that how to prepare yourself in that way is something that I think of right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I feel that you alluded to in regards to the relational component, right? Working as part of a team and making mistakes and taking ownership of that. That's one thing when you can see something that's outcome driven, as you described your early ventures into baseball, whereas in tennis and soccer and say basketball, it was more about just being present and being with your friends. How do you use those lessons in regards to your interactions again, professionally in the classroom when you're going through your grad school, things you've encountered outside of work that, that just have to deal with being accountable to others. Where's, has that shown up at all? Or are those things that you feel prepared for through your background in athletics? I think that when you make a commitment to your teammates, once again, bringing it back to those two things, right? Attitude and effort. First thing when it comes to effort is being there, showing up, being consistent, uh, being the guy that everyone or, or guy or girl that everyone can, there's no question who's going to be there today and they're going to bring it. Mm-hmm. So having that consistency mm-hmm. and then. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a follow-up. Yeah. Would you say, and again, I'm not necessarily asking to scan the office and, and identify this because I would imagine most people that are involved in your line of work have a background in athletics of some sort not all, but a large percentage. But one of the things that I'm curious about, is it easy to spot those that do have background in athletics versus those that don't in your daily interactions, either at work or just as you encounter people? I don't know if that question makes any sense. Yeah, I I think that it's less so specific to sports and, and more so just group activities that require, so dance or gymnastics, I guess gymnastics obviously is a sport but other events or activities that require a buy-in, a big buy-in where you are, yeah, you're tested in this, in the sense of being there and being held accountable for your actions. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually, I think that's huge. Having the respect of others, knowing that they are worth your time and yeah, being held accountable. Mm -hmm. I'm going to end with this. We'll wrap up. And this can, this can go in the file for the future. It, it, let's just say, and hypothetically speaking, because I have no idea, if, if children are in your future, 
Are, are athletics something that they are going to be encouraged to do? If so, why? What are you hoping they gain out of that? How does your experience impact your decision to involve them or heck, nephews, nieces, whatever, but the youth that's coming up as, as you get to think about and plan, as you mentioned earlier, what that looks like. What's the best argument you have for making that a priority? So I'm super biased towards sports. I am living my dream as a professional because of athletics. Mm -hmm. I wasn't always as driven in the classroom as I, I, I eventually got there, mm -hmm. but growing up, all I wanted to do was play ball. Mm -hmm. And baseball gave me an opportunity to get my education, got my education for free. Mm -hmm. And it was the best thing I could have done is continue to put in the time and effort because I also learned that I know myself, I know what I can do. I know that I can grind it out and get to my, I can get to the destination. I know that I have that in me mm -hmm. and it's because I've been tested. I've been tested both physically and mentally. And because I know that I still have some in, in the tank. Like I know that Hey, if I want to get that specialization or if I want to do that, maybe a residency or whatever professionally down the line, if I set my mind to it, I know that I can do it. And at least part of that is due to, like you said, dealing with failure on the field mm -hmm. where you're like, I played terribly today. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do about it? How do I adjust my effort or attitude? What can I change to make that different? Mm -hmm. As opposed to didn't do so well today, didn't do so hot today. Oh, we play again tomorrow. So mm -hmm. like, I don't have that attitude at all. Mm -hmm. I, if I don't do well, like, how am I going to sleep if I don't address my, the issues at hand? Mm -hmm. And I've, that's all of that is due to my uh, athletic career. I lied. I'm going to ask one more follow-up. And I don't want to be exclusive in this because you mentioned dance. I count theater in this at school where we talk about team-based activities as part of theater part of the, the co-curriculars that our students are invited and obligated to participate in. And we count all of those items as well, even though they're not traditional interscholastic sports, because you're part of a team and you have to, in your word, you have to buy in to what the program is doing. Are there other endeavors in your experience that have provided the same type of lessons for you? And I would imagine based on listening to you that sports has been the primary, but are there any other endeavors that you've been able to be part of that have had the same impact? This is going to be a, a weird answer, but I think my family and friends, mm -hmm. I think that I have the same like intense loyalty and, and showing up for them in the same way. I, I take my relationships very seriously if, if a buddy or friend, you know, reaches out to me, let's say we haven't even spoken in a year and he reaches out to me or I reach out to him, like I give that same effort and time that I, that, you know, that I would even for my selfish endeavors. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I, or outside, yeah, I would say my family and friends giving my time and effort to them. I, I feel like that's, there's a direct uh, connection between that and time on the field awesome awesome thanks for taking the time to talk appreciate it and look forward to future conversations as you 
continue on your journey. We'll see where it takes you. Thank you, Justin. All right, Nick. Thank you for listening. If you found this valuable, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and give Y Sports and this week's guest a shout out on social media to show your support.